It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Live on SENSA, welcome to Red Legs Radio for climate, air conditioning and solar. South Australia's biggest Aiken dealer. This winter, come home to climate. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Red Legs Radio, another big show in stall, and we're all up and about because we're off the bottom of the ladder. Oh, yes. In fact, the way I like to see it is we're actually ninth. We are ninth, yeah. With a chance to go eighth, which we're is... One uh, game out of the eighth, Lem. Amazing. And uh, how are you, Joshy Teekle? You've beaten me to the introduction, <laughs> but you've just cut in as usual and taken over. How are you, buddy? Going great. well? I'm going great. We're off a win, which is good. The 16s had a win last night. Robbo's in town, which is good. Yep. Under-16's coach, good news, so I'm flying along. So he's not only beaten me to introducing him, he's also brought Robbo in without an introduction. You keep telling me I need to step up, Flynn. Well, Flem. you're the media and communications manager, mate, so uh, I just take your lead, <laughs> that's for sure. But uh, Robbo, well, we all know you're here in the show. I'm here. Our talent manager. How are you, buddy? I'm good, thank you. Good to be back again. And for those people out there that, that don't know him by Robbo, it's Craig Roberts, but we all call him Robbo. But how exciting, gentlemen. We are in we are joined by royalty. Yes. Our reigning runners up best and fairest of the development squad. Jeez. Welcome Adrian Davies. That that's one to put on the resume, isn't it? Well, oh, straight on it. Yeah. Any trophy or any award is worthwhile. We'll, we'll call, I think at my age we call it reserve. We don't call it development. Well, <laughs> not developing any further, I think. Well, no, your footy Rizzies. keeps getting better, clearly, uh, because you have taken out the uh, the runners-up best and fairest, as I said. Yeah. And uh, what a great night to celebrate what was a great season, really, when you look back at uh, the Development League uh, and the progress that's been made there and the young yeah. girls coming through. And, you know, I thought the the, uh, the league team had a great season as well. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll talk about it a bit more later on, but I think after the uh, initial end of the season, you, you have a lot of, uh, oh, what ifs and look at you know mm. what happened, but probably a uh, good chance to reflect and go actually how well we had how well did we go this year? Yep. Um, and a lot of um, individuals in the room that, that had great years and uh, moving onwards and upwards in the yeah. world. Yeah, that's right. And of course, it was a bit of a farewell to Ellie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, she has retired, but uh, you know that was the last formal function that she would have been involved with. However. She's not satisfied. She's, uh, her, well, the, the, the family, her husband, is uh, going to be the coach next year, Joshy. Yes, absolutely. And he's joining us um, after the break, which is very exciting. Brad Farrell, congratulations to him. Um, I'm excited because he's going to do a good, great job next year. Mm. Yeah, well, that's right. Uh, so we're looking forward to having a chat with him. And, uh, I mean, his passion, he's been around the squad and the program yeah. for a number of years, obviously, with his wife being captain. So uh, he, he doesn't walk in cold. He nope. hits the ground running and we'll have a really good chat with him. Mm. And Robbo, we'll also catch up with you in more detail later about our junior program. Some great things happening there. Some games last night. Yep, absolutely. Now looking forward to uh, 
letting people know how we got on last night. Um, <laughs> congratulations, AD. Oh, I'm, thank you. I'm sure it just opens up the door to Flem. He might have won a reserves runner-up best and fairest at Fitzroy back in his days or something or other oh. that he's got on the shelf. Well, actually, just now that you mention it, mate, I did. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I, I went to I went out to paint him training last night, and uh, the great Gary McIntosh um, asked how I went on at the best and fairest, and he, he said, "I've got a, I've got a box full of them if, if you need any more." <laughs> I actually won a reserves best and fairest at Fitzroy and also won the reserves league goal, kip, goal kicking. There you go. In the whole, whole competition. There you go. I only learnt this morning, Josh and I were talking about, <laughs> just came up about Fitzroy players and we knew that you did, but I didn't realise that Claves had actually played some games as well. So well, there you go. Well, that's Five right. games. He was there the year before me, but uh, when they heard I was joining the club, he had to get out. <laughs> couldn't have both buffets in, uh, in the same team. Now, um, Josh, let's t- start with the uh, the result on Sunday, which yes. was a, a good result, and the boys fought hard and came from behind and, and had a win. Yes, definitely. We've said a number of times on uh, on this program this year that the, the end result, the end score didn't reflect the nature of the game, often off a loss for us. Uh, this time it was a five-point win, but it, tr- it it felt like it was a lot more than that. We were up by 16 points late in the last quarter, uh, Central's kicked um, a couple goals late to sort of make it a little bit tense in that final minute, but I thought we were well and truly the best side, which was um, really good to see because Central's um, obviously came out firing. Um, I think they're just out the top five. Um, wanted to win, obviously, where uh, ranked you know quite low on the ladder. So I think that um, I, I was listening to the SEN um, sample show yesterday Yesterday afternoon, Centrals have only won one game away from home all year. So um, that unfortunately continued for them, but uh, it was good for us. Jackson Callow was back in the team, um, and I think he had a really big influence on the game, um, as he did when he played against Glenelg earlier in the year. Didn't have a lot of disposals. He, I think he kicked three points on Sunday, um, but... He was just he just straightens up our whole forward line. Connor McLean kicked four goals. I feel like a bit of um, a, as a result of Jacko was sometimes taking two, three defenders towards the ball, uh, which, which helped um, Connor Bob Arbuthnot kick four, and um, Jarvis kicked a goal, and um, Panos kicked a goal, and and, and Locke kicked he a goal as well. So didn't just kick a goal. Was well, one and of them. Our man, Matty Panos. He kicked one of the goals of our season. Another clincher. And it's done the rounds on social media. It has, yes. So he's, he's quite famous for those clutch goals now, isn't yep. he, really? Certainly. I was a, a little bit worried early on because we, we were all over him but kicked one goal six in the first quarter. Um, our goal kicking hasn't been our strength this year, uh, but on this occasion didn't come back to bite us, which was um, very good news. Held them goalless um, in the second term. And uh, as I said, got 16 points up. Um, midway through the last quarter, they gave us a bit of a fright, but we held on. Well, nine ten sixty four to nine five fifty nine. Yep. Uh, you know, after coming off a, a number of losses, after we had a little bit of a resurgence, yep. three wins on the trot. Uh, we'll take that every day of the week. Definitely. But you're right, the way that they went about it. I mean, I, I actually watched a lot of this game. Usually, like yourself, uh, well, you're watching because mm. it's part of your job to be getting all the reporting done, but. Um, Often I'm uh, hosting a function and getting around the ground and talking to some of the, uh, you know, partners and, and corporates just to make sure they're all okay. But in this game, I really got a good look at it mm. and I was really happy with the effort. And you're right, it felt like we probably should have won by about five goals. Yeah, definitely. We were, I felt like we were all over them for a, a lot of the game. Um, throughout a lot of this season, we've let opposition sides get a bit of a run on with goals. Um, happened 
late, obviously, with those last two, but we were able to really steady. Um, Goylock had a outstanding effort uh, to chase someone down in the last quarter. Panos kicked that goal and um, held our nerve, which is good. Nick Rokar has been outstanding. He had another 31 disposals, 12 tackles and, and nine clearances. Um, Harry Boyd was brilliant in the ruck with 47 hitouts and, and 16 disposals, nine clearances of his own. So he was um, a superstar on the day. Seems to be like a broken record with him, doesn't it? Oh, he, he just he Same just does it week in, week out. Over and over. It was probably also good to see Connor come back and kick those yeah. four goals after a few weeks ago down in Elizabeth, having yeah. that shot after the siren, and mm. we missed that shot. So to come back and win a five-point game with him kicking four he can um, hold his head up really high there. Yeah, yeah exactly. And look, there's a little bit of a worrying moment with uh, Jackson. Yes. Uh, Callow limping off. And I thought, oh, Here poor kid, again. you know, yeah. like he's just made his way back. And yeah, he looked pretty upset. Again. But then he comes back he out. He came back on. And, and that, was, that was important as well. Moved okay, kept moving okay. And you're right, his movement around the ground was great. That's what I was looking for. Is he getting around the ground? Yeah. Is he leading up, leading back? taking uh, two or three defenders at time yeah. and, 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 and standing up. So yeah. he's got through, which is yeah. great. And Mate. if he's not taking that big mark, contested mark, he's crushing a pack. And that's where I was just going to say, I think we talked to Lowy last week, but players like Lowy are finally, you know, getting in the right spots because it's, it's coming to them. Yeah. Obviously, it hasn't been his season this year. Had a great season, half a season with us um, a few years ago before getting drafted. With Hawthorne, the, the two games that he's played this year has sort of reminded me a, a bit of how Charlie Dixon goes about it. Doesn't always take that big contested grab, but always he's such a big man, causes a contest, brings it to ground, and um, no doubt that's why Connor was able to kick four um, and get off the chain a bit. Exactly, and Matt, Matty Ling's a beautiful user of the ball. He is, he? indeed, yeah. Like, I like to call him Silk. He just mm. gets is, it and uses it. He's worth two possessions every yeah. time he gets it. He's had a few games this year that, that has been really exciting, um, particularly on, on the bigger grounds of um, Elizabeth and, and down south, uh, amongst our, our best players on the ground. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, all in all, a good result, yep. and uh, our reserves, uh, unfortunately, went down. Yes. Uh, but... You know, I didn't get to see much of that, but uh, competitive effort. Yep, 36 points down. Um, we we gave him a bit of a shake in the last quarter, but Central's were able to steady. Um, I think they're a pretty good side in the reserves. Uh, had a few under-18s playing as well, Robbo, which is yeah, exciting. Yeah, we did. So Will Rollins stepped up and played his first game. So for those that don't know Will, he was in the Allies squad. Um, did his shoulder, played 18s most of the year and stepped up and kicked a couple of goals. Mm. Um, J- Jacob Jones has been probably in there for the last six weeks. Um, he's been an outstanding contributor, learning the the next yep. level up. The under 18s captain. Under 18s captain. We've also had Jaden Mead go up, so uh, they've all all played their role really well. Yeah, no, it was it was good. Um, unfortunately, couldn't get the result. We've we've just let a few games slip in the reserves, um, which which may leave us short at the back end of the season. Yeah, look, you're you're right because uh, they. Uh, mathematically can still make it, yep. um, but uh, having a loss has made it a bit harder. Yep. So in, in the reserves, Flem, we're 5 and 10 um, and 6th place. So, yeah, one game behind uh, Woodville West Torrens in 5th. So season is still alive, um, but, yeah, need a, need a few scalps in the back half of the, in, the, in the last few games. That's right. Now, AD, we're uh, off the bottom of the ladder. Yes. We're nice. in 8th spot. No, ninth spot, sorry. But we can go to eighth if we uh, we beat South Adelaide in uh, a little over a week's time. So hopefully uh, our season uh, finishes on a high yep. and we get a few wins. We've got three, no, 
How many to go? Two got games. Three, uh, three games to go. And, two games um, at home. And yeah. it's important that they play out the season because like, this is what we take into next year. And obviously a lot of new players coming in this year. It's taken a while to click. But, but by next year, hopefully we're... We're flying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> look, the weather might be turning, um, yes. and our ground's held up. <laughs> it's looking uh, good. You yes. know, this time usually, uh, with all the traffic it gets, it's uh, starting to really chop yeah. up. But uh, good. it is. It's look. I mean, it's a bit patchy in places. Yeah. But there's no mud. Uh, it's better than a lot of other grounds. At this it, time it is. Of year. It's got a good grass um, covering, and that was really important because we had a visit from the AFL mm-hmm. recently, just to do mm-hmm. those last little audits for the gather round coming up, and an announcement on that. Isn't far away. That's excellent news. We're confident that we'll retain at least one game, hopefully two. Mm. Uh, so in the next week or two, we'll be talking maybe about uh, the gather round and uh, Norwood again hosting a couple of games. And Barry and David and the and the team have done an amazing job. The traffic that they get on the ground um, with the resources that they have, and we have good resources, but we don't have as much as an Adelaide Oval or an MCG. They've done an amazing job. And yes. all that work we had at the beginning of the year to give it a rest, ready for gather round. Uh, was, it was. It is, AD, paying off. And it's really important because we've obviously got a, an AFLW showdown mm-hmm. coming up that we need to get ready for. Yeah, speaking to other talent managers when they've rocked up to junior games, they've been quite impressed mm-hmm. and, and families have been quite impressed where Norwood is from 12 months ago where it was at. So where uh, Barry's done an amazing job. Yeah, that's right. And with all that, um, gather round and, you know, the vision of the next few years, there's some really exciting... Um, Projects that are on the horizon, um, you know, redevelopment of Cooper's Hill with toilet facilities and a makeover for you know the bar up there, and um, there's also other projects that will get get the green light should we get gather round. Well, they'll get the green light eventually, but gather round will accelerate that because yeah. uh, there'll be extra funding that will come quickly. Why it's been such an amazing um, initiative, gather round. Um, South Australia just came alive, and it's fantastic that we've got it for another. Three years, so. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, and hopefully we've got, you know, in that, another six games. Yeah, let's go. Now, uh, we're going to go to a break, um, and then we're going to take a bit of a deeper dive uh, with AD uh, on the uh, women's presentation night. We're, we're going to talk more of it to you, Robbo, uh, a little bit later in the show uh, about the de- de- development, uh, sorry, the junior development teams and uh, what's going on there. But we will speak to Brad Ferrell after the break. Yep. And uh, AD, you can... Uh, Ask I'll lead us in. Whether you're already first picked. Um, oh, but can geez. you just move your trophy out of the way? Because I can't quite see you. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's like All it's right. still standing, to be honest. <laughs> now, nah, look, fantastic start to the show, guys. Let's have a break and uh, we'll come back. We'll catch up with Brad Fer- Ferrell. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Red Legs Radio. Keep your eye on the red Live on SENSA, you're listening to Red Legs Radio. Thanks to PQSA, supporting and empowering South Australians living with spinal cord injury and other disabilities since 1963. Welcome back, Red and Blue Army, to the second quarter of Red Legs Radio and Josh Teakle, Craig Roberts and Adrian Davies. How outstanding were they in the first quarter? You're carrying me, Joshy, but that's usually the way. Yes, but uh, Definitely. Ho- hopefully I can pick up my game this quarter because it's an exciting segment. We're about to chat with our new uh, um, SANFLW coach in Brad Ferrell, uh, which was announced last week. Yes. Of course, the husband of our former captain, mm-hmm. Ellie Ferrell. So I'm not, sh- sure if that was a, I'm not sure if that was an inside job, <laughs> AD. But uh, by all reports and what I hear, outstanding young man and a good leader and has been involved in the program for a number of years, obviously. And uh, we're excited to welcome Brad to Red Legs Radio. Are you there, Brad? 
Yeah, I am. How are we, guys? We're going well. And, mate, you must be excited uh, on the announcement. Uh, I know it was a, a, a process of a number of weeks, a uh, number of candidates that you had to uh, beat, but you've got there in the end, and you're our new uh, SANFLW coach. Congratulations. Thanks, mate. Yeah, it's exciting. It's, uh, it's a really good opportunity to coach at a club that I grew up um, loving and been to uh, hundreds and hundreds of Norwood uh, men's games. And then obviously once the women's program got started with my wife being involved in that, it's sort of Norwood's been a massive part of my life. So it's exciting to be involved in, in uh, coaching at the club. Yeah, you've been involved in women's footy for a while, Brad, and um, were an assistant in 2023. Uh, what made you want to uh, jump into the, the top seat next season? Uh, it's something I've always sort of wanted to do. I had five years coaching at Moorfield Park and then uh, decided to step into the sample system and, and probably initially part of that was so there was uh, less time and less commitment to footy, but... Uh, the opportunity presented itself, and it was almost too good not to not to apply for. And um, I guess you're always waiting for the right time. There might not ever be the perfect time to to step up and fulfil that role. So we managed to shuffle things around and make it work, and it's really exciting. Yeah, how how'd you find it last season under? Uh, well, sorry, this season under Brad Snell uh, made it through to a, a prelim. You would would have learned it quite a lot. Yeah, I thought. We would certainly be on the lower end of sort of our age profile. Would be very much one of the youngest teams or youngest squads in the in the league. And I thought, upon reflection, in the heat of the moment, you think, oh, we could, we should probably make the grand final or whatever. But upon reflection, I think that was probably where we sat about third. So um, it's exciting. I found I really enjoyed the experience. I got along with Nelly really well, and and all of the coaches. A great coaching group. So. It was, a, it was a great experience and, and certainly contributed to the reason I wanted to put my hand up to do it this year. G'day, Brad. It's Craig Roberts here, mate. Um, congratulations on winning the position. A um, couple of things. Obviously, you, you finished third last year. What uh, About the group, what excites you and what do you feel that you need to do to take the group to the next to the next step? Uh, exciting is uh, the young talent we've got coming through. Like We had Charlie Hazelhurst, who's under 16s and she was all Australian under 16s this year and she could be anything. Um, she actually reminds me a lot of uh, Piper Window who just won the league medal and um, I was fortunate enough to have a fair bit to do with her in her junior days at Moorfield Park. That really excites me. I think um, we've got that really good group of, of kids coming through and, and a lot of leg speed as well, which excites me as well. Um, I think we just need to... Um, just keep developing that talent. I think that's going to play a massive role in, in taking the next step and, and hopefully bringing a couple of players in from, from other clubs or from um, elsewhere to to fill a couple of holes we need and, and then um, continue to move forward and hopefully aim for aim for that finals campaign again this year. Yeah, well, that's right. One more step and you, you take him into a grand final, Brad, which uh, we're all looking forward to because you're right, we've got a, a great young group. Uh, and lots of talent coming through. So I'm sure that step isn't far away. Now, it was the Women's Best and Fairest on Saturday night. And, uh, of course, we're celebrating here today AD's unbelievable uh, runners-up Best and Fairest in the Development League. In fact, Brad, she brought her trophy into the studio. Okay. And uh, <laughs> it's sitting right in front of her at the moment, and she's doing selfies with it and everything. So she was quite excited and uh, exciting for uh, Talita to win the uh, the league best and fairest as well. Was it a great night? Yeah, it was a good night. 
it celebrated um, a really good year. I mean, we didn't didn't win the premiership, which obviously uh, every team sets out to do. But I think if you just judge success on the team that wins the flag, there's going to be seven teams that fail every year, and I certainly felt like that we were all everything but a failure. So uh, we certainly didn't. We certainly had a successful season. It was really good to celebrate that and and spend time with a great bunch of um, human beings that were in the room that night. So it was uh, no, it was really enjoyable. Fantastic. And of course, you know, from a personal point of view, it was Ellie's uh, farewell function uh, as a captain. It was the last club champion function. She'll attend as a player and captain. And, you know, from a personal and, uh, I guess, a husband's point of view, it would have been tough for her to hang up the boots, but she's had an amazing career, hasn't she? She has. I feel like it was the longest farewell in history. Uh, I sort of nicknamed her John Farnham for a while there, but um, no, she had an amazing career and um, she would just continue to do great things in football. She's uh, sort of worked into the state program now and coaching in there. And um, she's done a lot of work with the Norwood juniors as well in the past. And uh, she'll, she'll be an amazing asset to Norwood. She won't be going too far away, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought. Well, that was my next question. Yeah. Um, are, are you going to involve her in the program formally? or I mean, I don't think you'll be able to keep her away. Um, and I'm sure you're going to you no. know, get your coaching uh, group together and you know, all your assistants over the next few weeks. But uh, I'm sure there's a role for her. Yeah, there absolutely will be. We've sort of started to discuss what that might look like. We haven't got anything in um, set in stone at the moment, but she'll certainly be involved. And um, it's not the fact that she's my wife. It's just you don't want to lose good people and, and great football people. And she certainly fits that bill. So she'll be involved in an official capacity and and on the bonus side it's probably the one opportunity we'll get to actually see each other during a busy week so <laughs> yeah. um, at least if we can do that together it, it, it takes a bit of the strain off of me never being home or her never being home so it's, it certainly makes it a bit easier. Yeah uh, Brad t- tell us a little bit about uh, Talita Boothkey uh, she won the, the BNF uh, 240 votes um, the runner-up was um, Lana 175 votes so Talita absolutely smashed it. Her second half of the season was um, was amazing. Um, really ran away with it. Yeah, she did. She had an amazing season, especially the second half of the season. I'd I'd argue she was in the best two or three players in the comp um, after the halfway point. But yeah, her work rate and, and commitment to continue to get better uh, and take on that feedback. And I know um, talking to Snelly, he said that. Um, she was sort of um, one of the only ones that would read the training plan before because she wanted to know exactly what was required of her and, and um, wanted to ask questions about exactly what she needed to do. So, uh, no, she's outstanding and it's, it's a credit to herself because she certainly put in the work and I think there's big things coming in her future, um, whether it's sort of uh, the next draft or the one after. I can't see AFL clubs continuing to, to ignore her amazing form. Yeah, I was just going to jump off the back of that, um, Brad. And uh, Talita is currently a train-on with the Port AFLW side. And as, as we've seen over the last few years, a lot of these train-on players do end up on the list. So if it's not, you know, the next couple of months, it could be end of the year at the uh, draft. So she might actually not be around too much next year because she's uh, she's upwards, gone up. Now, Brad, yeah, uh, that's a, oh, sorry. Oh, gosh. Cut you off there, sorry. Rob, Robbo, I don't think uh, that question right. was Jump asked in. of you. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry, uh, Brad. <laughs> our, our talent man- manager is just taking over the show. I'm just learning off Josh. No, Carry on. Okay. 
I was just going to say, yeah, that'd be a bit of sweet. I'd be couldn't be happier for her if she does mm-hmm. end up on an AFL list because she's such a great human being and and very deserving. But if she doesn't, we know there's mm-hmm. certainly a, a spot in our list for her. I'll jump in now. Like right? the, yeah, just double the checking. The floor is yours, Robo. <laughs> Brad, now, on a different note, obviously we've got partners and wives, and Ali is heavily involved in footy. My wife often tells me at times I should be moving players to different positions and she's never played the game. Um, how are you going to spend a week not talking about football when it comes to Ali knowing so much about football? It's a good question. Oh, I don't think we'll even try and avoid it, to be honest. It's, <laughs> it's been our marriage for five years this is uh, or six years I've been coaching it's uh, it's been um, we've been involved in the same footy clubs for pretty much that whole period of time so I can't imagine that it would change we certainly talk about football and and thankfully we seem to agree on 99 percent of things so that sort of it keeps me out of the doghouse a little bit as well. <laughs> Brad um, AD just mentioned uh, Toledo and potentially you know obviously training with Port that would just crush you as a big Crows fan wouldn't it? Oh gosh. <laughs> oh yeah well yeah, look, I can't say I'm a huge fan of the Port Adelaide football club, but uh, well done. Uh, we've got a few girls there, so um, yeah, I, I'm happy for them individually. But yeah, I'm certainly uh, not cheering for the Port Adelaide football club anytime soon. I think just just going back to best and fairest, the um, highlight of Brad's night was watching Tex kick yeah. seven goals. Uh, <laughs> seven goals four. He comes running over. Has ever seen Tex? <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to get him out to a yeah, we'll have to get him out to a training. He's a good Nord boy. He missed his calling to the lectern to do a few awards because he was too busy yeah, watching <laughs> watching Ko on his phone. I hear Brad. Is that true? <laughs> no. Uh, look, I've. I've I've not only watched it a little bit during the night, I've certainly watched it back since. Yeah, <laughs> Fantastic, mate. Look, we're all wrapped. Uh, obviously, as we've mentioned, uh, you've been involved in the program for a number of years and you've got your opportunity to lead. And I'm sure you're going to uh, bring a lot to the uh, program and, and you know, be a fantastic coach for our football club. So congratulations, mate. We're looking forward to next year and uh, thanks for joining us on Red Legs Radio. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate the time. There we go, AD. You would know that man better than anyone, and uh, you were saying before that it's a great appointment, mm. and uh, he's just going to you know, do a great job. And you know, Obviously, he's a little bit green, um, but uh, everyone comes into their first opportunity as a league coach green, but he has the uh, credentials. Well, he to, might uh, be to... coming in green to be a league sample league coach, not come from another you know head coaching role, but he's, he's um, a huge name in women's footy, like so much respect amongst amateur league and then going up to Sandful mm-hmm. for, for Brad and how much he knows about the game, his knowledge of the game, his knowledge of players, and, and yeah, he's just so passionate about women's footy. Yeah, he certainly is. He's won two premierships as, as coach at Morfittville Park, and Morfittville Park is, uh, you'd know, AD, a bit mm-hmm. of a powerhouse yeah. in, in women's football at the local level. Um, so, no, nah, he, he knows exactly what he's doing um, and, and was a big part of um, our red legs going so well in the women's uh, program this year. Just have to work out what bribe will work to get me uh, in the forward line mm. next uh, we'll, year. We'll, so work, we'll, we'll on work on that, that one. Behind the scenes, <laughs> AD. But yeah, just move that trophy out of the way again. Great. I can't quite see you. <laughs> um, look, uh, that was a great chat with uh, Brad. Uh, we're going to go to another break. And then afterwards, we're going to do a deep dive on our junior development program with Robbo. You're listening to Red Legs Radio. It's a grand old flag, it's a high-flying flag, it's the emblem for me and for you. Live on SENSA, you're listening to Red Legs Radio. Thanks to Climate, Air Conditioning and Solar, proud sponsor of the Red Legs. Welcome back to Red Legs Radio, Red and Blue Army. Now, Josh, you were just chatting with Brad Ferrell and... Um, 
run out of time before we had to go to a break, but we, we, we touched on the women's best and fairest on Saturday night. But why don't we just do a quick summary of uh, the awards and yep. the night for our listeners out yes, there? Yes, no worries. We spoke about Talita uh, Boothkey before the break. She was um, outstanding. Won the Sample W best and fairest, like I said, 240 votes. Uh, well ahead of the runner-up in Lana Schwert, uh, very consistent performer. At the halfway mark, uh, Talita was uh, nowhere near the top rung, so her second half was just um, super-duper. Uh, the Coach's Award was Sarah Branford. Um, just quickly, Talita was unavailable to come on the show this week, so she'll be on next week Good. to tell us all about her win. Um, I'm sure that will be short and sharp yes. because she doesn't nice. like to talk. <laughs> Really at all, I don't think. Um, Najwa Allen, who's on the Crows list, um, won the goal kicking. And must be nice to have Najwa around the group uh, with all her experience, AD. Well, Naj, um, uh, Dunny, Hanadan, Sachi, Jade, Halfpenny, Georgie, Georgie Jarks, Ebony O'Day, got them all out. They um, they came back for the, what, seven or eight rounds. Um, and you could see, I think Georgie Jarks was third in the best and fairest, and she, yep. she didn't play the last four or five games. So she's a great pickup for Port, clearly. Yep, yeah, definitely. Um, it, there's a, another couple of girls I want to talk about here, but in the Development League, uh, Jasmine Egan won with mm. 58 votes ahead of our very own Adrian mm. Davies, uh, 56 mm. votes. Emily Ooh, Newton was the just pipped at the pipped post. At the post. Yeah. And Emily I, and I Newton was the Coach's Ooh. Award, and uh, Kiana Lee won the goal kicking. <laughs> Um, in the uh, development league, but the rising star AD um, for the sample W is Kobe Morgan. Um, I think she's 16, mm-hmm. yep, 16 and has a highlight reel that is just mm. absolutely incredible to watch. Uh, when I put it together, I was just like, she is just a superstar. Mm. Is she not AD? Yeah. So she's um, lightning quick. Yeah. I think um, a lot of the, the goals she's got has been kicked into space and we just... <laughs> Back her in, yeah, and yeah. you know she's winning that nine times out of ten. But she's also um, a endurance runner. Like she, she's top of our uh, time trials whenever we do them. So wow. she, she's got both going for her. Yeah, and yeah. she, um, like I said, her highlights reel was was amazing. Her, her goals and the way she mm. runs away from players. It's amazing how how far the the women's game mm. has come on. You know, she's sixteen and just running rings around um, players that are older than her. Obviously, it has started fo- playing football mm. from a young age, which yeah. is just. Great to see. Well, well, she's ac- sorry, she's actually come from a bit more netball in oh, really? the last few years. So she's newer to football and you can see um, her footy IQ is still developing. But when she gets that and when she works out where to, where to run to get to the right spot, she's just going to absolutely yeah. explode next year, I think. And finally, best first, first year player was Emily Barch, who was just larger than life. I'd found out on Saturday night. Um, life of the party, there's no doubt about that. Uh, but um, she must have had a great... Yeah. yeah, we like to recruit people that are good on field and good off. Yep. And we, we, we found that out on Saturday night, <laughs> um, just how good the recruiting has been. Yep. Good for culture, hey? Very good yes. for culture. The, well, the most impressive thing, I think, about all of this is uh, that you managed to pronounce all those names because there's some difficult ones there amongst oh, the girls, isn't there? Don't worry, I pay attention, Dale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to have a crack at Toledas earlier, but I just stuck with Toledas because when no. I looked at that on the run sheet, I, I'm not going there. <laughs> no, very good. I got 
got them all out, I think. Well done, Joshy. Now, uh, Robo, those two have just hogged uh, most of this segment, so we're going to carry you over into the next segment. No uh, dramas. But let's get on to uh, your stuff. Uh, there was a game for the 16s at Elizabeth last night, and we had a win. Yep, 16s and 18s last night. We uh, travelled out in the um, Mazda BT50 out to uh, Elizabeth Oval last night. which that, was That would be the Paradise Mazda BT50. Absolutely, and it's probably the first time um, this year we've, actually been able to sit down on the selection table and have all kids available that uh, were available on the night. And um, we made about 14 changes from the last game. Took on Centrals, who were second on the ladder and looking to secure their first ever time of playing in a finals for uh, under-16s and really? 18s. Centrals have never played an under-16 or 18 finals. Wow. So they wanted to secure it. Our boys... Bad luck. Yeah. yeah not so, against us. Not against us. We went out last night and ended up winning by 38 points. Now... Richard Kelly's not here today, but the great man, Jim Kelly. I was going to say, we can finally talk about Jim Kelly because Richard normally just uh, breezes over this. Yep. Pushes him aside. So Jim had a lazy 35 touches last night. Jim's got some serious polish around the ball yep. and uh, you've seen him go up another level and probably was very unlucky not to make All-Australian on the 16. Mm. So um, Richard's very quiet on him. Jeff Rosenbilt's had 32. Jack Hader, 27. We also... Uh, we had some strong contributors with goal kicking. Mitchell Stevenson from the Teacher Gully Footy Club kicked three. Hunter Strong from who's a lad that's come over from Mildura kicked two. And Jonty Thompson from Sejuna Blues also stepped up and kicked two. So it was really good to see where we started back in November, what they brought to the table as a group last night. And I was only talking to Josh before very quickly that we've beaten the second, third, fourth and fifth team of the season when we've got everyone available. But going to South next week... We're going to be 12 players out, change again. But so what's that, the private school? Private schools yeah. go back. So that's again. the dot. So we've got some really good, strong kids coming through, just getting continuity. So the, the assumption being, so Wednesday night game, everyone's available because no school footy. Is is that, that's our strongest team. Are we then saying that's, we're, we're doing that against Central's strongest team as well? That's correct. So with Central's, they probably lose a couple of kids to college, but not as much. Mm -hmm. So when we played them back in about round 10 or 11, at quarter time, it was nine goals to one point. We yeah. were down. Um, with, and we made 18 changes from that game to now. Right. So um, putting the best kids on the park is what we want to see. So well, just back to Jim Kelly, yep. uh, because his dad's not here, um, and uh, his dad uh, unfortunately couldn't join us today because uh, he forgot. Well, I told him the wrong day just uh, so that we could talk uh, uh, about Jim. Are you out there, Richard? Are you listening? <laughs> I told you I'd say that live on air. Uh, no, not at all. He uh, couldn't, unfortunately, uh, join us today, which is a good thing because we can talk about Jim Kelly a little bit more because um, he, he's been a bit... Um, well, Richard in the past has said, well, I don't, we don't want to talk about my son. But he, like his dad, Richard was very good around the ball, very polished, got a lot of it. So uh, exciting to see him coming through, a father-son potential yep. for us in the league uh, team in years to come. Absolutely. So what he's probably got is a little bit more zip than Richard had on the footy <laughs> field. So uh, he, well, that's not hard. he covered a fair <laughs> bit of the ground at Elizabeth Oval last night. But um, when we're a better side when the ball's in Jim's hands. Yeah. And Jim uses it really well as what Richard would have done when... When yep. he two, was a two footballer. possessions, yep. When they get it, yep. They, you know, they'll hit a target or find someone with their hands. It'll be interesting to see because Jim likes to bounce the ball, and I don't know if Richard ever got the chance to bounce the ball. Any young individual, he's also an unbelievable cricketer as well, so he's got some decisions to make. Um, we learnt last night that he's not the best um, wearer of a tie at St Peter's <laughs> College because he said he did it in term one and he still hasn't had to fix it up, but we don't care about that as that's, long as he's that's playing Sorry, that's footy. called working smarter, not harder. Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, now nah, Jim goes about his footy really well. I'm, I'm really excited to see what Jim's got. 
So he's not the only father-son or son of a past player coming through. There's another one or two, I think, isn't there? Uh, we've probably got a few coming through. Yeah, so who, give it, who are they? So Ned Bowman's in the under-18s program. Yep. He's coming through. We've also had... Um, the, the great Lockie Bowman. Lockie Bowman, yep. So he's coming through. So Ned's been out for a little while. He's in our under-18 program, but he's had some stress fractures in his back. Um, I'm just you put me on the spot. James, there. James, yes, James, Roger, Brett, Brett, Brett James. Oh, is sorry, Brett James, lad. So, uh, it's only Brett James. Yeah, there's, sorry, there's no sorry. I'm, I'm thinking James first. Just name. A Hall of Famer and bloody <laughs> yep. triple McGeary medalist. He's really. coming through, and I'm very lucky to have him as my runner. But um, poor old Archie has had two broken arms this year. Oh, he played gosh, round one you. and two, oh. then played for Trinity in round ten and broke his arm again. So we're hoping to see him back next week. We've also got Kane Halfpenny, who's missed most of the year because of oh. cricket, but uh, he's obviously Warren and the, the brother of Jay yeah. coming through. So we've got well, some good father-sons. It's great to hear this, and especially for the listeners. You know, what is the next generation of talent coming through? And I think when they're the sons of past players, it's extra special, right? So we might even continue that chat after the break. We've got to go to a break, but we're going to stay with you, Robbo, because uh, it's just great to hear the great work you're doing in the program and the talent coming through. So don't go anywhere. We're going to take a deeper dive on our junior development program after the break. You're listening to Red Legs Radio. Keep your eye on the red and the blue. Live on SENSA, you're listening to Red Legs Radio. Thanks to PQSA, supporting and empowering South Australians living with spinal cord injury and other disabilities since 1963. Welcome back to the last quarter of Red Legs Radio. And I want to get straight back to you, Robbo, because that was really interesting to hear um, not, what, not, not only what's happening in uh, your programs, but some of the uh, talent coming through. And let's jump from the 16s to the 18s. Uh, and obviously some of these players we're going to see feature in our reserves and league uh, next year and in the coming years. Absolutely. We were fortunate having a Wednesday night game that these three boys that played on Sunday were able to come back and play Wednesday night as well. So they contributed really well. Unfortunately, our 18s were 18 points up at halftime, but went down by 28. Third quarter, a little bit of undiscipline, gave away some free kicks and centrals. Second on the ladder, contributed really hard. How did uh, how those boys that have played reserves, how, how have they found it, Robbo? Will Rollins was one, Mead, um, Jones as well? Yeah, it's probably been a little bit challenging because they're coming into a group. They go from a group yeah. that they know all the kids and their leaders to all of a sudden becoming small fish in a big pond. So it's just a little bit challenging for that. They really thrived on being back last night amongst their mates, mm. but it's not to say they don't want to go forward, but you just see a different body language in them. So how do you, as a head of the junior program, is there a strategy when you know they're playing up in the reserves? Do you have a chat to them? Do you, you sort of, especially the ones that are playing up for the first time, do you have a chat to them and just give them a little bit of a preparation talk? We, we tell them to embrace it, mm. really take it on. It, it might not be their day, week in, week out, but to embrace it because that's the next step of their journey. Some of these guys have got two weeks left, mm. three weeks left in, in under 18 footy. So they've got to embrace it. We probably don't have too many voices. I'll leave a bit up to Alex to speak to them on the fact that it can just get a bit confusing. Alex and Noli and between the two of them, they tick those boxes off. So it's probably the unknown of not go, not knowing whether they're going up or down that is probably the hardest part to deal with. And, and for you, seeing them get that opportunity and, and, and going out there and, and playing reserves and, and then you know, in time playing seniors, it must be like a little bit of a proud father moment. Oh, absolutely. Like, I was fortunate in my first year to coach Max Michelani and to see where he's come from to go to is just is huge. And this is what we get 
we get caught up sometimes on ladder positions in 16s and 18s and winning and losing, but we're here to develop league footballers and that's what we need to be judged on, not so much where we sit on the ladder. Yeah, so mentioned a few of the under-16s before, there was, and a few of the 18s that went up to the reserves, but you had a few 16s that played in the 18s in recent weeks. I know Noah Dawes had a very good couple of weeks in the 18s, um, and Will um, Prescott. Prescott as well. Yeah, so Will Prescott, he was in the state 16 squad, went away and had a great carnival. Um, we just, we're here to develop kids, and we felt that, there was an opportunity for them to step up. And Noah Dorr, to his credits, played four games, being best on ground twice in those two under-18 games. So they're ready for it. And it's so good that we're developing. Would I love to have had them in my side? 100%. But the beauty is to see them grow as individuals is what our KPIs are. Speaking of best on ground, Robbo, um, you told me about a country football moment of, from one of our junior players. Um, talk us through that, please. Jay Polkinghorne, was it? So we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago. I got told to put on hold. 17 goals, just so you know. Oh, yeah, I Went like back home on the weekend because he was home again. Yes. Kicked another nine. So he's kicked 26 goals in two weeks for Western United. Only... This isn't this isn't like going home and playing under-18s footy. This is A-grade. This is A-grade football. He's one to watch. Jay Polkinghorne. Country. That's exciting. So cousin kick, cousin kick... of Ned Bowman as well. So oh, that's... Wow. The Bowman bloodline. Yep. Only kicked nine. What, did he uh, get an injury at quarter time or something? Yeah, nine goals. Five, so uh, oh, I'm not really sure what yeah. happened. So, just the other one to touch on really quickly. It was great to see Jack Michael Annie be our best player last night, who's also a father son. Another Michael Annie coming through. Oh, that's exciting! And the uh, listeners out there that uh, you know fell in love at Norwood watching these fathers play, well, get excited because their kids are coming through. And AD, I have a task for you: some homework. Other than polishing that trophy for um, for next week. I want you to go away, and I want you to find any father daughters. Yeah, so we've got through. our we've got our girls programs happening at the moment. Um, so I'll, I'll do some digging. Yeah, okay. And then uh, in time, which is a interesting thought, we'll father have sons, uh, uh, mother mother sons, sons and yeah. mother daughters. Yeah. Very exciting. Through. That's a mouthful, Joshy. It certainly is, but it's exciting, <laughs> Flem. We we like that. It is. <laughs> Definitely now, a way to keep the feral name we, in the business uh, yeah. anyway. <laughs> uh, just kidding. There's so much to talk about. We're out of time though, guys. It's been another good show, Josh. Has been, Flem. You get the week you get the weekend off. Oh, that'll be nice actually. All right. Take the uh, lovely away. Do something. Mm-hmm. Robbo, same with you. Take the fa- oh, you don't have the weekend off, do you? No, no you I've do, got, you I've do. Got the weekend you off. take the family away in A D. Congratulations again. Uh, well deserved on a great year from from you. And uh, you have some homework before the next show. Yes. Okay. All right, thanks to everyone out there for tuning in to Red Legs Radio. It's been a great show. We'll see you next week.